everybody, and welcome back to the Out To Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and it is Valentine's Day week. (laughs) It's not exactly Valentine's Day. It's a couple days after. But I thought for today's episode, we would stay on the theme of love and Valentine's Day and open our hearts and talk about how to have a more loving relationship with social media. Dare I say, how to love social media. We've been talking a lot about social media on the podcast, especially because we are ramping up to the relaunch of my Audience Builder Bundle course, which is very exciting. And I know that a lot of people, and a lot of the discussion we have been having is around having mixed feelings around social media, and for good reason. It's not something that necessarily comes naturally to everyone. It is a little weird. You've got to get in the routine of it. It's all up to the algorithm. So, you know, there's definitely reason for people to not love social media or to just not be naturally inclined to. So on today's episode, I want to talk about how to strengthen your relationship with social media so that you can love it or at least have some love for it and not feel like you hate it, first of all, um, but also feel like you're not having a love-hate relationship or a back and forth or like you just don't understand it or you kind of resent it or any of those negative feelings because we don't want that. We want this to be something that you can use as a tool to grow your business and to be able to feel confident and excited and happy doing it. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. So we're going to talk about this like steps. Step one for creating a loving relationship with social media is to believe that social media gets to be the positive, exciting, rewarding experience that you want it to be. So I obviously just put my own adjectives there, but whatever you want from social media, however you want it to feel, whatever you want it to do for you, believe that that is possible for you. So how we're going to do this is basically by reworking any limiting beliefs that you have around social media. This is the foundation. This is the first step. This is the first thing you need to do in order to create a loving relationship in order to love social media. My guess is that right now there's a couple things that come up. If I were to ask you, how do you feel about social media? See what comes up. Literally take a second to maybe even pause the episode and just like close your eyes and notice what comes up. How do you feel about social media? You might think, oh, well, I love it and I has all this potential, but it feels really draining or honestly, I hate it and I feel so much pressure to perform. And so maybe it's somewhere in the middle of those things. Maybe it's one extreme, maybe it's the other. Who, who knows? You have to figure out what's true for you. But notice specifically what's coming up and particularly look at those sort of negative things of like, but I feel this way or I really don't like it because of this or I wish that it was kind of this way and write it down, take note of it. And then you want to acknowledge those limiting beliefs that are coming up, beliefs, like whatever it is that you're feeling and believing Ask yourself, what is the story there? So for example, let's say that you believe it's really exhausting and tiring to create content. You really like the potential of social media. You like to connect with people, but you feel really, really exhausted. Well, I want you to ask yourself, what if that wasn't the case? So really the first question you should be asking yourself is, what do you want, right? So if you don't like that, it's really exhausting. What you want or what would make you love it is if it wasn't exhausting. (laughs) If it was really easy to create content and it wasn't super time consuming and you felt energized creating content, not exhausted doing it. So we want to ask ourselves, what if that was true? What would it look like 
if that were true. And I'm going to get a little perhaps woo here in suggesting to you that it can be true. Whatever it is that you want to be the case can be true. So not only in this step are we going to get clear on whatever your limiting beliefs are that are holding you back, but we also want to then challenge those beliefs by imagining what it would look like if everything went the way you wanted it to on social media. And when I say that, I don't want to focus too much on like, oh, well, if it went the way I wanted to, I would have a, you know, one million views on every video. I want you to think more about how you want to feel when you are approaching social media and again, what you want that relationship to be like and what you want it to feel like. So think and think big and imagine that social media could be whatever you wanted it to be. Your relationship with it can can be however you want it to be. So if that were true, what would that look like? So we want to sort of lay out these two things. And then I encourage you to do some limiting belief work. I have some episodes in the past about how to overcome limiting beliefs. So you can go listen to those. Check out in particular episode 40 or episode 122 for a little bit more on limiting beliefs. Whatever your belief is, we've got to get to the bottom of it and the story behind it. So whether it's because you've actually experienced what you believe to be true, which certainly can be the case, but it doesn't mean that it has to stay the case forever, or it's a story that you've just sort of stuck with. Like maybe every musician around you is like, ugh, I hate social media and I hate that we have to use it and blah, blah, blah. And so you've sort of taken on that story as your own as well. So think about the first time you ever heard this belief or started believing this thing. Think about what does make it true for you. And then think about what you want to believe instead and what you can replace that story with. It takes practice. It's not like a one and done thing to work through limiting beliefs and, uh, you know, start to really focus on the picture of what you want versus the picture of what you believe to be true or what you feel like you're stuck in now. But this is the necessary first step is to really get yourself in a position where you're thinking about the relationship that you want with social media and you're putting the work in to, you know, work through any negative thoughts that you're having around it right now and be able to believe that what you want is possible for you. And I know it's not always easy at the beginning. Honestly, it's like a muscle that you have to flex to just practice letting that be true. Sometimes you literally have to just wake up every day and say, whatever I want is possible for me and act as if it is so, even if it's still not happening the way you want it to. Just continuing to trust and have faith that it is gonna work out the way you want it and that you have the ability to have the relationship with social media that you want. So it takes time, like it's not always like a, you know, flipping a switch and then all of a sudden everything's perfect, but we've gotta start practicing. A little bit more on that coming later too. So number two, step number two is that I want you to set boundaries with social media. A lot of times our uh, limiting beliefs or the reasons that we don't like social media or the things coming up that kind of harm our relationship with it have to do with not having boundaries. So of course, like I said, we want to look at those stories, but we also then want to take action steps. So aside from just like changing the belief, changing the thought pattern, changing the story around why you don't like social media, you need to think about things that you can do to also like strategically change that. (laughs) And one strategic thing, one infrastructure thing that you can do in how you approach social media is to set boundaries. 
And I'll also add that if there's anything else that's coming up for you that you think would be something that you can actually implement to have a better relationship with social media and to be able to change the story and the beliefs that you have around it, of course, do that. <laughs> like there's probably many more things that I'm not including on this list that might be coming up for you about what you can do very specifically to back up your new beliefs. But I think that one of the biggest ones is to set boundaries. Set boundaries not only with how you experience the app, but also with how you allow people to experience your platform. So let's break it into those two pieces. The first is how you experience the app. So let's say, just sticking with that same example that you find social media really tiring and draining and you like connecting with people, but like it feels like it's sucking all of your time and you have no time for music. Well, we really definitely want to make sure that you are setting boundaries with the app in terms of how you're consuming. So maybe you need to set a time limit so that you're only on there for like an hour a day. Maybe you need to uh, batch work. Maybe you need to have an accountability buddy to create content. Maybe you need to, you know, only like literally unfollow everyone. I did this a while back where I unfollowed everyone because I was feeling really overwhelmed and I needed to set boundaries. I needed to like clean my energetic space. Every time I would go onto the app, I would feel really overwhelmed and then I would like leave it and then I would not want to go on. This was Instagram in particular. And it just like wasn't a healthy relationship. I didn't, I didn't like it. Right. So I didn't, I didn't want to be there. So set boundaries, whatever a boundary looks like to you, whether it's a time boundary, whether it's a who you follow, whether it's who you allow to follow you, um, in terms of how you actually interact with the app, set a boundary there. And then you also want to set boundaries around how you allow people to experience it. So if you are experiencing a lot of people who are commenting and it's just like not the vibe that you want, or there's like a lot of rude comments, you get to monitor and create the space that you want. You can filter words so that they don't like they're not allowed to comment certain words. You can block people, you can delete comments. Don't be afraid to really curate your space, not just when it comes to curating content, but also when it comes to being picky about who you allow in your space and to comment on your stuff. I know that this might seem like a little controversial when I say it like this, because it can sound like I'm just saying like, censor people and just like delete all comments that you don't agree with or like. I want to be clear that that's not what I'm saying. I'll just give an example from my platform. I often keep comments with people who disagree with me when they do it respectfully. But if somebody is super, super rude on my platform, I'm not afraid to delete that comment. And if they're consistently rude, I'm also not afraid to just block them. So a lot of times what I'll do now is I will actually pin the first rude content comment, excuse me, and make it a pin of shame. And literally I'll write under it like any rude comments like this from here on out will will be deleted. That way people kind of know. And it, that might seem harsh. Listen, I'm I can be a little bit abrasive <laughs> sometimes like that. But I like to have a little fun with it in that way. But the reason I do that is so that I'm setting the outward boundary of like, if you come to this page and you see this comment section and you see that comment and you still post a rude comment, you're going to be deleted and you were warned, right? So you can either not comment a rude comment or you can do it and you're going to be deleted and it is what it is. I've also made several videos just being very clear about how I expect people to act on my platform and that I don't tolerate rudeness or hate or any of those yucky things, right? So 
that's how I do it on my platform. You get to choose how you do it for you. It You don't even necessarily need to like outwardly say it like I do in that example. It can really just be a matter of deleting comments that you don't like, right? Um, not that you don't like, I should say, but that you that you feel are not creating the energetic space on social media that you want. Obviously, you don't like those, but I should be more specific there. So don't be afraid to do it. Like, I know that it seems weird to like block people sometimes or to delete comments, but I do feel like it's your space. Like you, you have the right to do it. And I know for me that if I would get several negative comments in a row from just rude people, like, and there's, there are a lot of rude people out there. It would start to affect me. Like if I, every time I'd get a notification that someone commented on a video and then I'd go to it and I'd see the rude comments, I would have like a, you know, like a little pang in my chest and I'd feel kind of sad or it would kind of like affect my energy. Like I can be very sensitive to that sometimes. So for me, it just wasn't worth it. Like if this person's not adding anything to the conversation and it's making me feel bad or off my game or distracted thinking about that comment and thinking about if I should respond or feeling bad about what they said, that is not worth my fucking time. Like literally it is not worth it. And that person is disrespecting a boundary of mine by being rude on my platform. So I don't tolerate that. Often I just delete and release. (laughs) Bless and delete as I like to say. So give yourself permission to do that too. And again, the bottom line is to set boundaries. So really examine what boundaries look like for you and the app both in how you're interacting with the app and both in what you're allowing on the platform. Because if you feel like you're really drained or you're, uh, for any reason, really, if you feel like you're drained for any reason or you feel like it's distracting you for any reason, like maybe even you experience comparisonitis because you scroll all the time and you see all these other artists and then you get stuck comparing yourself to them and then it like really throws you off track and then you don't create content and you procrastinate or whatever it is, then maybe you need to like, not follow people or maybe you need to only follow people that you like and you need to only scroll through your following page and not through your for you page just for instance I'm just giving examples but like on TikTok you have to figure out what is sort of triggering you what is distracting you and what is making you feel like you are drained and you need to set boundaries around that and that's going to dramatically impact your relationship with social media whichever platform it might be in a positive way. Step number three is to create content that you love to create. So I want you to get excited to create content. Now, again, this isn't something that you can just like flip a switch and now you're excited. Yay. But what we want to do here is basically be able to, instead of feeling like you have to do social media, first make the mindset shift that you get to do social media, but back that up by allowing yourself to create content that you want to create so that it's exciting. Now there is strategy involved with this and a couple things that you can do to have a better strategy, um, which will therefore allow you to create content easier, which when things are easier, it's usually fun and more exciting, are to get clear on who your ideal fan is, Go listen to last week's episode if you didn't and get clear on what your brand pillars are. I'll have some episodes coming up on that soon. Um, But basically get really clear on your brand and your brand pillars. And then also ask yourself, how do you best like to create in general? So for instance, um, or I'll actually say this 
a little bit differently too. How do you best like to express yourself? So obviously music is probably going to come up for most of you. I want you to think beyond that. So I want you to think about do you like to write? Do you like to write lyrics and poems and journal? Like, do you feel like you best express yourself by taking pen to paper? Are you a talker? Guess what? I consider myself a talker. I'm very much a verbal processor. I like to talk. I love to talk into mics. I like to talk things out to people. I like to have conversations with people. I'm definitely a talker. Maybe you're someone who is very like, um, you're very tangible, like you're either creating art, like you, you really like to express yourself by creating beautiful things um, and by like decorating beautifully and you show your love by doing those things. So, like think about how you like to best express yourself just in general. Then think about how you best like to communicate and build relationships with people. So do you like to communicate through humor and getting along and having a lot of laughs with people? Do you like to have really deep conversations about like existentialism, right? So, you know, there's think about how you best get along with people and best create relationships with people. So in considering these things, the two questions that I just posed, in your ideal client and uh, your brand pillars, we can put all of that together to start to create a social media strategy that feels really good and in alignment for you. So I'm not gonna go too deep into how to do that here because it, it, you know that's like a whole podcast in and of itself. If you want me to record one going deeper into that, let me know. But essentially it's basically taking those things and putting it together so that you are really clear on the content that you create, what you're here to say. You're clear on who you're serving, you're clear on what you talk about through your brand pillars and you're clear on how you do it with the two questions that you answered. So let's say that you're someone who is serving um, millennial women who love pop music and have just gone through heartbreak and you write songs and talk about breakups, uh, growing up and kind of like dealing with being an adult and you also talk about uh, dealing with anxiety. I'm literally just making this up on the spot. And the way that you best like to express yourself is by creating really beautiful things. You love like fashion, get ready with me videos, like photography, really aesthetically pleasing stuff. And you communicate best by talking. Well, maybe you create videos where you're filming in a really beautiful day, beautiful, beautiful day, in a really beautiful way your day and you film your morning routine and the you know camera and video quality is like super artistic super well done and then you do a voiceover where you talk about how you're feeling you know lessons in growing up today so this is an example of putting that all together and using it to create content in a unique way for you this was like a crash course in that. And that is like such a valuable lesson in and of itself <laughs> like can't believe i just gave that away but that is one part using that strategy again is going to help you create content easier and when things are easier it gets to be more exciting and more fun when you are expressing yourself how you want to express yourself and not how you think you're supposed to express yourself it's going to be way more exciting to show up on social media and when you're clear on who your ideal fan is and you're saying what you want to say you're going to resonate with so many more people and you're going to actually get results. And when you get results and when you get comments, it's going to feed into more excitement because now you're actually building momentum, right? With more momentum comes more momentum. As uh, one of my coaches likes to say, the better it gets, the better it gets. So really ask yourself how you like to create, 
Um, get clear on that strategy so that you can create content in a way that works for you and that is in alignment. So again, one of the biggest lessons here is don't just create content because in a way that you feel like you're supposed to. And don't be on any platform because you feel like you're supposed to either. So like when you're thinking about how you express yourself too, think about what platform actually makes sense for you to be on. Like if you are on Twitter, but you're super long-winded, like get off Twitter. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't really say much there. You know, if you like to talk, maybe you should have a podcast or a YouTube channel. If you love to create really aesthetically pleasing videos, definitely Instagram, TikTok. You know, of course, these are just a couple examples because there's a lot of platforms and a lot of different reasons you can be on each platform. But I'm just using this all to say that if you don't resonate with a platform, stop forcing yourself to be on it. Unless you can figure out a way that does feel good to be on it. Like if it doesn't feel good on TikTok, let's say for instance, because you're trying to do all the dance trends and you like hate that. First step is going to be try creating content that you actually want to create. And if that still doesn't feel good, then maybe the app just isn't for you. But um, again, just like be really, be on the apps that feel in alignment with you and make content that feels in alignment with you. And to help facilitate that, I highly recommend implementing some of that strategy we talked about so that you can just be clearer on how you want to show up, on what you want to say and who you want to serve, and then be able to put out content that feels in complete alignment with that and that feels really, really good for you. You don't have to be doing trends on TikTok, right? You don't have to be doing dancing videos. You don't have to be doing voiceovers. You don't have to be doing skits. If any of that really resonates with you, fantastic, do that. But if it doesn't, do what does resonate with you. And that's what's going to make it so much more fun to show up. That's what's going to make you excited to create content. It's going to flow out so much faster and easier. And it's going to make you feel like you actually have a loving relationship with social media because it's something that benefits you and is kind of just enjoyable for you to do as opposed to a chore. So that's number three. And the number four thing to do to create a loving relationship with social media is to let go of expectations and let go of the outcome. And I know that this is much easier said than done. Trust me, it actually took me like a couple years to get to this place. Uh, several years of personal development work and uh, working on my own limiting beliefs, on my own mindset. Honestly, I have to be honest, one of the biggest things that made a difference for me was working with an energy healer. And um, it was amazing to be able to, like we did like chakra work and we also did like mindset work with it. And that really, really helped me to get in touch with my body and to let go of expectations. I know it sounds a little woo, it's, it's honestly hard to explain, <laughs> but if you want to hear more about my experience with that, feel free to DM me, we can talk about it. But I really do feel like it took years of working on myself and my own personal development and my spiritual development to be able to really tap into a place of trust. We talk about trust a lot on this podcast. I mean, I talked about it at the beginning of this episode too, and it's it's something that is a crucial part of manifestation and a crucial part of really being able to accept things without feeling super bogged down about it. And for years, this also could be its own episode, <laughs> but for years, I have really struggled with this. Like, listen, you guys, you know me, I'm a Virgo rising. I'm really, I've got a lot, <laughs> I've got a lot of like, 
things should happen this way. Like, this is the plan. Like, do it this way in me. And for a good part of my business, that's how I operated. And it's not that it was bad, but a lot of times I would set goals or have expectations. And if I didn't meet those, I would feel really, really let down and it would dramatically impact my energy. And last summer, I took like a major step to start to work through this just because I was really having a ton of ebb and flows of like, I feel really great. I feel really low. I feel really great. I didn't reach my goal. Now I'm like feeling really bummed again. And um, I didn't want to do that anymore. So like I said, I continued to deepen the work that I had already been doing. And it really allowed me to let go of expectations and let go of outcomes. And then once I was able to do that, it changed my relationship with social media. And it also changed the results that I got. So I'm going to say pretty directly that if you are on social media with the core intention of like, I need to promote my music and I need to go viral, I highly implore you to really look at that intention and look at that expectation and ask yourself why. Because number one, that's not the most sustainable goal or expectation. Like if you are just there to promote your music, but you haven't built a relationship with anyone on the app or fans on the app, it's going to be hard to promote your music to a cold audience. And if you're just chasing viral numbers, I can also pretty much guarantee you that it's not going to feel as good as you think it's going to feel once you hit that viral video. I've gone viral several times, like three times now. I'm talking like viral, viral. Um, Heck, Charlie Puth even commented on my video. <laughs> so like, I know, uh, I know what it's like to go viral. I mean, I haven't hit anywhere near like a million views yet, which I know is possible on TikTok, but I've still had a video hit almost 100K, which is in my book, I think that's viral. Um, if it's not, dang, I don't know, but <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> um, so I know what it's like to go viral and I know what it's like to also get 100 views on a video. And honestly, I do both on the regular. Like I have videos regularly get 2,000 or 5,000 views. I've obviously had a couple videos get way, way more than that. And I've had many videos just get a couple hundred views. And if I, being attached to the outcome and feeling this pressure that everything has to go viral or everything has to hit a certain goal or X, Y, Z, can be really damaging, not only because it puts a lot of pressure on the type of, on the on you creating content, because you feel like you're creating content just to go viral, or you feel like if it doesn't go viral, then you have to then create a piece of content that does, or you have to completely change what you're doing. And that is like unnecessary stress in my opinion. Also, if you're constantly looking at your numbers and feeling disappointed or feeling like you have to you know, do better, or if it went down, like your, your kind of like ego is hurt, then that also really hurts your relationship because you're constantly feeling these like ups and downs, highs and lows, and that's not a reliable relationship that you want to have. And it's not to say that we should be <laughs> not looking at our numbers or not aware of the fact that like you will have ups and downs in numbers. It's about how you react to it because I do think that if you do have a dip in Actually, right now I'm having a huge dip in views. And I think it's because I'll, TikTok was down, at least for me, it was down for like a day. 
and it wasn't really working that well. It would sometimes work and then sometimes not. And then like for several hours at a time, it wouldn't load anything. So I know that my views are down because people, other people were also not on the app. And I think they might be changing the algorithm a little bit. I'm not really sure, but either way, I'm not really butthurt about it because it is what it is. Like my views are down. I'm sure everyone else's are down. I'm not necessarily letting that impact the content I create. However, if if I was, um, if all of a sudden my views started getting really, really low, I would think, okay, is the content not resonating? Like, did I change something up in the way I'm delivering it or what I'm saying that's just like not really hitting with people? And I would take a critical look just to make sure from a strategic perspective, I'm not like being completely ignorant and blind to that. And I, But at the same time, knowing that numbers will fluctuate and like sometimes the algorithm will love you and sometimes it won't. So like just keeping that middle ground and being aware that like you can look at your numbers critically and, and use that as data to stay on the pulse of what's happening. And again, know that it will fluctuate so that if your views do go down, you're not like freaking the fuck out <laughs> or feeling really down or feeling like it's your fault or people don't like you or things like that. So point here again, just being that like, think really clearly about like, what are your expectations and your outcome for this? You have to decide that for yourself. I'll just say that for me, letting go of feeling like I have a need to go viral or like a need to constantly hit a certain number or a need for X, Y, Z, and really just focusing on building up a solid fan base, like sustainably and slowly building up a solid community by creating good content it completely changed how I approach the app and by also not having an attachment this is really the key letting go of the attachment or the expectations to the result so if I have a video go viral I'm like cool it went viral if I have a video that doesn't go viral I'm like cool I felt really good about that post because I really liked what I said in it and I know that it reached the people that it had to reach Once again, I want to be clear that like this took me a lot of work, like a lot of inner work and a lot of healing with a ton of stuff to actually get to this point. I feel very grateful that I am to this point because for so long I wasn't. But all that to say, like do your inner work, (laughs) like work with a coach, work with a therapist, work with an energy healer, you know, like get a team around you to be able to work through the things that might be holding you back in this way and keeping you kind of stuck in old patterns and really holding tight to the attachment of outcomes and things like that. So again, letting go of the attachment, letting go of expectations helps me to create better content, to just show up authentically and confidently and to not feel like I'm emotionally rocked and like my emotions are determined by how my videos perform or how well I'm growing on social media. And like I said, since I've been able to strengthen my relationship and work through this and it's, you know, I sometimes it's not, I don't always feel this way. I'm not suggesting like I'm healed forever. <laughs> like sometimes it, I do say, huh, why are things so low? I'm feeling kind of bummed. Or, and I do get excited, of course, when a video does do really well, but I'm able to regulate it. And since doing that, my content has always performed so much better because I'm just showing up in alignment and I'm saying what I want to say and I'm not putting pressure or showing up like in desperate desperation. (laughs) I know that that's not good English. 
um, to like go viral or to get a certain result or to get attention in this way. Like, cause people can feel that when you're feeling really desperate or when you're like putting a lot of pressure on yourself or putting a lot of pressure on a video to perform, people can sense that. And usually that kind of repels people, not attracts. So again, see number three, which is like, just create good content and, and number four, let go of the attachment to the results. And think about what your intentions are. I do encourage you to think about playing and exploring with an expectation and an intention around social media that is a little bit more focused on creating sustainable growth as opposed to just being a one hit wonder and viral video. Like if you're focusing on a viral video, sure, you might get it, but that's not all it's cracked up to be. Like my, my viral videos have actually not been the ones that bring in the most followers, like time and time again. And maybe one day I will, and that would be cool. And, you know, I welcome that in. But a lot of times the videos that bring me in the influx of followers are smaller, but they're getting exactly to the people I need to get it to. And it's resonating exactly with them. And I've been able to grow up and continually grow uh, an audience on TikTok. And I know that you can too. And those people are going to stay with you because you've created a relationship with them, you're speaking directly to them, and it's not all about like a one viral video. So focus on sustainable growth, know that you can do that without having any viral videos. Um, <laughs> you really can, I promise you that. And focus on creating content that is in alignment with you, pair that with strategy, and you will be golden. So use these four steps to strengthen your relationship with social media so that you can approach it in a loving way and you can feel good about how you are showing up on the platform, how you are feeling when you show up on the platform and when you create content, and you can get rid of any gross, icky, resentful feelings that you might be having about it and instead embrace it as a powerful tool you can use to grow your music career and business. Let me know how this episode resonated with you. Screenshot it and tag me over on Instagram at Katie Zaccardi and at Out To Be Podcast. I want to hear from you. Let me know what your takeaways were. And I will talk to you guys all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezaccardi.com. See you next week.